sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. What's up? It's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole, and you're rocking with MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Hey, Mani. Thank you for coming on Sports Talk with Steve. Hello. <laughs> All right, guys, before we talk about basketball, I'm going to just tell you, right? So we were hanging out, chilling, you know, vibing. She knew I had a podcast. We finally became friends on Instagram. So anybody I become friends with, I'm scrolling down, being nosy. She want to have a whole, all these photos of her playing basketball, nice jump shot. I was like, oh, okay. oh yeah, I didn't tell you. That's the response I got. So now here we are, and I'm getting an interview. So please tell me where the love of basketball came from. So it started from basically my grandma. Um, My grandma played, obviously, when there was, like, you only had five on defense. You only had five on offense, and always switched to court. So, like, very, very back in the day. And then she passed it on to, like, my mom and her siblings. And then my mom played she almost played d1 so her love was um basically ingrained into me because she introduced me to the sport when I was in kindergarten so I started playing like in the YMCA leagues like at five where you had a match with the wristbands like so you're guarding <laughs> the whole game and then I think it really hit me hard when I started playing like in middle school uh because I moved around from Michigan to Connecticut and then like Connecticut playing in Michigan is a little bit different. Um, it's a very small state. People know you. So you get the recognition a little bit more when you're in a smaller state. So when I was in middle school, I played on like the travel teams. People was like, Oh, you're so good. I was like, Oh, I am. <laughs> uh, cause, Cause like, I'm like, I'm humble about it. I don't like uh, flaunting what I can do, I guess. Um, so like, seven grades when I was like oh yeah I love this sport like I got to keep on playing I was at playing sports yeah so that's when he was like yeah I can say I'm nice so yeah yeah I don't don't know a lot of people was like oh I was born nice I was like I I mean maybe maybe I was I don't know you know your family members always would gas you up so it's like all right mom I get it I'm nice yeah all right if you sucked you sucked yeah (laughs) And then, like, people you play against, like, oh, we had a really good game. Like, when you get recognition from dudes, that's, like, is the best feeling because you, like, you're, like, oh, I got the guys, like, respect. So, like, I must be good. <laughs> so, What position did you play? Uh, so, growing up, I was the tallest kid. So, I played five. Okay. Um, and then when everyone um, started hitting puberty and, like, growing, I started becoming, like, a small forward. Okay. So, from... I want to say late middle school so like eighth grade all the way to like college I was like a small forward but like if I had to play different positions I would uh so I would say like a true I would say one to four but I would say more like two to four if I had to run the point I had to but like we had really good point guards it's just if they needed a break or they like were foul trouble I would run the one um but like mostly two to four is what I played growing up Okay, did you play any um, AAU growing up, or was it strictly yeah. just, yeah? Uh, so, my first AAU team was Michigan Monarchs. I was in the sixth grade. 
Um, really good team. We had a lot of um, talented players. One of like a, a friend that I grew up with Michigan, she was on our team and she went somewhere in Texas, played D1. So like we had a lot of like talented uh, sixth graders. And then when I moved to Connecticut, I played for Connecticut Heat first. Um, it was a, it was a cool organization. Um, it, it was growing a lot. So we had a lot of like A's and B teams and stuff like that. So I was on the, on the B team. It's fine. I worked my way up to the A team. Um, but then after that, I played for, um, um, Connecticut spirit. That was my, mm, I think my sophomore, no freshman, sophomore year, I played for them. And then my very last year. So U 16, I played for Connecticut attack. And that was like a up and running organization. They're well known now. So I was like the very first U 16 team that okay. they had. So that was pretty cool. So we were like basically mentors to younger kids. Um, like we ran a lot of clinics with the younger kids and stuff like that. Um, and I'm, AU was cool because you had to play like at colleges until they knocked down playing at D1 because people were like uh, recruitment infractions and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I did AAU ever since yeah, sixth grade. I've been doing AAU set for like seventh grade. That's when I was doing like West Hartford basketball leagues because my mom couldn't find an AAU team or we weren't like, um, what was that word? Um, we didn't register in time. There you go. Oh, okay. To join the AAU league. So I did one year just um, uh, team ball, team travel. But it was cool. What would you say has been the difference of AAU when you played and mm-hmm. currently with AAU now? Oh, uh, AAU when I played, um, it, like girl, girl basketball wasn't like as known as it is now. Cause like when, I mean, I'm, I act like I'm old, I'm only 26, but like these girls right now, they're getting the recognition that they deserve cause they're actually like dominating on the court. It's like a prime example, obviously is like Paige Beckers, like, I've been watching her since she was in eighth grade and I was like, yo, this girl is nice. Like eighth grade destroying seniors in high school. Like, how do you even do that? Like, I will be nervous to play a high school kid and I'm in the eighth grade. Like, she was like, I'm all that. And you're going to know that I'm all that. And (laughs) And like, she's out here having like millions of followers on Instagram and then like her, then Haley Van Lift and like AZ Fudd. Like I was watching another podcast with Sue Bird and she was like, these girls or these young ladies are like bringing our, our sport up because they have all these followings and they're showing like, yes, we can play ball. We're not just here to like serve these men. Like mm-hmm. I will, like I, they will cross you up one day and then be like, so like, what's next? Like, they're all about their business. Like they are, um, they're dedicated to like bringing our game um, to the forefront. And like when I was playing AAU, like we didn't really have that many uh, like people recording our games and stuff like that. Cause now they have like ball is life or women hoops or overtime, like at these AAU tournaments, put them on YouTube and like, Oh, this up and coming seventh grader class of whatever, they graduate from high school but whatever um is like a walking bucket I'm like oh a walking bucket so I watch it let me go like, see who this walking bucket, walking bucket is, right? yeah <laughs> and like when I was playing AU, they had like what 
they really even have any like YouTube channels dedicated just for like girls AAU. It was just mostly men. And you only hear about them when if they ever go to like those um Nike tournaments like in mm-hmm. Georgia, like the really good ones. Um that's all well, you, the you hear. classic, yeah. Yeah. The ones in New York and all that, that's when you know like about a good player. But like they're starting from when they're like younger now to show you like their progression from like being in middle school all the way to they get to college. So it's like that's the difference, which is very like that's good because I need mm-hmm. that. There's no need to go back and like have us work all the way up again. So you guys to recognize that this game is for real and like they're dedicated and they're serious about their craft. And these girls are setting the tone so high with mm-hmm. I seen like she was in third grade and she was dribbling the ball, having all these ball games through them like. I couldn't put the ball between my legs to save a life, okay? Yeah. And this girl's in the third grade, and she's already got ball handling skills like this. It's saying That's setting the bar high. Yeah, they're not playing, like, um, girls are not playing in, the, like, the boys' leagues. And I'm like, as you should. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be no about offense. gender. It's a, yeah, it it's shouldn't a sport. Be. But, like, no offense, some of these young dudes right now aren't even compared to these young girls that are playing right now. Gosh. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> no, I'm not- saying, like, I wouldn't be too disrespectful, but, like, yeah. But, right. Like, <laughs> trash. I'm just, like, I don't understand. And it's crazy in the comments when dudes be like, oh, yeah, go make me a sandwich. I'm like, boy, this girl will cross you up so hard, break both your ankles. You can- you can't even do anything with your life after you that. The to say is go make me a sandwich. Make me a sandwich, yeah. I was like, I don't understand. Honey, the ladies are taking over. <laughs> okay, so I know you like ball. I, yes. You lived in Connecticut. I think you played for several AU teams, the traveling team. So is this where the love for Morgan Tuck comes from? Explain to me why you like Morgan Tuck so much. All right, so why I love Morgan Tuck so much. Okay, that's a good one. So when I first moved to Connecticut, this is how dumb I am. I didn't even know Connecticut was a state. <laughs> so <laughs> then I was like, um, so this was the year when Maya Moore and Tina Charles and all of them like mm-hmm. were make uh were like um making it. I mean, UConn already had a name, but they're like, that's how I knew that UConn was a school. So I've been following them ever since I moved to Connecticut in 08. And then years go by, and then I see on um, the year that Morgan Tuck. Brianna Stewart and Mariah Jefferson came and I think I was either a senior in high school I believe and I was like Morgan Tuck like she doesn't get rec- like the recognition that she deserved because everybody was talking about Brianna Stewart I like which no it was understandable because she's she's, she, she's, she's a, a beast bucket <laughs> <laughs> Stewie, man. walking bucket is a picture of her and I was like but like my game, like it's almost the same as Morgan Tuck. Okay. It's like a quiet assassin, like does all the little things, um, doesn't really need the recognition, the doesn't need all the accolades. She just wants to be out there and win for her team. And then when um she was hurt with those knee injuries, I also like was saying because I told my ACL when I was a sophomore in college. So it's like like it's the like I see myself in her and I see how we both play the same. I mean, she's definitely she's better than me, obviously. You know, D one played in WNBA, like you know, she's nasty. Olympic gold medalist. That's what I'm saying. Like she's nasty. So I'm like, 
I was like just factuated by her like the way she plays. Like I go back and watch YouTube videos of um their very last championship. Um what was it against I think it was against was it Syracuse? I forgot. I forgot what was the last one, but then I was just like watching her how she was like just leading the team. Like Stewie was having a bad like first half. Morgan was like, all right, I got this. I'll put up the team on my back. Then second half, Stewie like showed up and like the won the game. But like if it wasn't for Morgan, like UConn might have made it to like the finals. So it's just like like I said, a quiet assassin. Like and she was very versatile. Like mm-hmm. um she can take you inside, take you out, off the dribble, like all of that. And it's like there's no way you can stop her and stop Stewie at the same time. So it was like one of them will have that that um that on game, and that was her on game that time. Like she always was on obviously but like that's why I fell in love like well that sounds weird fell in love with her and then seeing her in the pros was like oh that's what's up but then like well she it got cut straight because of injuries and stuff but like which is understandable but like I feel like she would have been really well in WNBA, WNBA too and like even overseas but like it's her body and she knows right for her body I just wish she played a little bit longer <laughs> it's okay yeah I do miss her the style of play on the court um, mm-hmm. so you stated you had tore your ACL, um, in college. How did you get through your injury? It was tough. Um, it happened during the second game of the season. And it's funny because, um, uh, we did an overnight tournament in New Hampshire and me and three of my other teammates were in a hotel room talking about our biggest fears. And my biggest fear was like having a season ending injury, like ACL or like breaking a leg or something. And then the next day it happened. And I was like, what? Like, nah, this can't be I spoke this into existence. It, yeah. Like, in it, it's like, it's non-contact too. So like non-contact ones are always the worst because mm-hmm. I don't even know why it's the worst. Like no one touched me. Well, I really thought someone pushed me from behind, but <laughs> it's like <laughs> the trauma from the thing is like, I'm making things up in my head. Um, but like I was going on for a layup and it just popped in the air came down holding my knee thinking I'll do something but you know I didn't do anything um so it like on the way back driving from New Hampshire like with my leg like in a like a, a brace it's just and I had to call my mom I was like on the phone crying I was like mom I think I told me ACL like I don't know what to do and she was like it's okay like we'll get through it you know my mom's my biggest like my biggest supporter so she's like we'll get through it if you need anything let me know all that um so the so it was like it was tough because I hardly went to class like I almost like failed out of college my sophomore year because I didn't want to go to class I was I would say I was depressed but I don't like using like mental because I don't know like ins and outs of mental health issues I don't like saying that I was depressed but like I was very like not my I was not myself I didn't want to go to class I didn't want to like even go to get food like I just want to stay in my room sleep cry all that good stuff um so when I got my surgery I was like all right cool like let's get this going let's start doing physical therapy let me like get this knee right then I had to get surgery again on the same knee because I had so much scar tissue that had to go in Mm -hmm. because I wasn't in the range of motion that I needed so I had to go back in and take out the scar tissue and so like um it taught me how to go through adversity a lot because uh, like I said, like I almost flunked out of college because I wasn't going to class. And my coach was like, if you don't go to class, you can't even be part of the team. Like you can't sit on the bench. Like you can't be around your teammates. You can only be on the bleacher supporting them. You can't be like 
at practice supporting them stuff like that and I was like well I don't want to do that so I still like I want to be there for my teammates even though I'm on the bench I still want to be that cheerleader for all of them and then I told my mom that and then she cussed me out so I was like yeah I gotta get my my shit together so I did that <laughs> I'm, scared, I'm scared of her like I'm forever be scared of my mama so and then um after like that whole year was over I was like it's just time to like I have to I just have to do it like and then my GPA went down like badly but thank god that I have smart friends and I they actually pushed me to do my work and when I graduated college I went back to a 3.0 so That's it taught me like you had to fight through adversity like you have like you can't just sit down cry and like I mean you can I mean crying is a good form of like expression like you can but like you can't at the same time can't give up at the same yeah time. Mm-hmm. So I was, that's what I did and then my junior year um it was tough because playing with a brace is not easy wait um, before you I don't mean to cut you up but what oh, college sorry. did you go to so I went to my Ida college for okay. four years mm-hmm. um and then my final year I went to LaSalle University uh since unfortunately my school closed in 2018 I had one oh, year okay. eligibility left so I just did grad school at LaSalle University and then played my very last year there um but so yeah, playing with a brace school. yeah oh yeah. so playing with a brace it was hard because like I didn't really have any range of motion mm-hmm. to move around and I was very very out of shape like pictures pictures can tell like gut was hanging like long and like <laughs> barely could fit in my uniform I was like how I am and I was like this is how I look and like and it was crazy because I had um an opportunity to start because some of our um key players were like um injured I had like a family emergency so like I had to start and I was like well here we go right. <laughs> I was like can I even make it up down the court that's how I was feeling and like it was a good game because um we were playing we were playing I think we were playing um I think Becker College and it was during winter break, so I mean, like, not a lot of fans were there. And I hit the uh, a game-winning free throw, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm low-key, I'm back. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes! Yeah, I was like, I only had 11 points, but, like, coming back from, like, turning your ACL, waiting a whole year, and then being out of shape, and even even having, like, two points have been good enough for me, but I had 11, and I was like, wow. Like, And you hit the game-winning free throw? I, I should have hit both. I, I messed up. I only made one, but it's okay. Uh, the nerves got to me. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, then I was like, all right, well, I still got it. You know, it's going to take some time to get fully bad because my friends were like, you don't really attack the basket anymore. I was like, man, I'm scared. Like, <laughs> like I just had a whole tear in my knee. Like, I'm just going to shoot threes. My percentage went down so badly because I suck at threes. <laughs> I'm more of a tackler, so they're they're right, they're correct. I like that um, style of play. <laughs> then I was like, I'm just gonna shoot threes, and uh, you know, maybe a little bit of pull ups. I don't, I'm not gonna <laughs> tag the basket. Um, but then once you get out of that funk of like being scared and like getting mm-hmm. contact again, and like it, it comes back. It's like riding a bicycle; like it just second nature all over again. So my senior year, I didn't play with a big bulky brace; I had a knee sleeve, so that was better. I was more mobile. Um, we like finally made it to the playoffs, which that was cool. Like we were the eighth seed. We played the number one seed, but I mean, we made it to the playoffs. A lot to say. That was that's a lot. That's a lot um, for especially right. Hey, yeah. listen, you came back, you got back, and made it to the playoffs. So 
you know, attacking a basket left and right. I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely back. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know how much my three or my three point percentage can suffer, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> then my very last year at LaSalle, it was a it was a interesting season. Um I didn't it didn't go as planned because I had this awkward um fall in like the last almost the last game no the fourth the last okay how can I say it the fourth game before the season like ended I had this awkward fall and the trainer was like yeah this feel like there's like liquid or like looseness in your knee so you like it was like either you go to your surgeon get it checked out or you can't play and I was like well it's like late notice. Like I can't just run up to my surgeon, sur- surgeon, and be like, "Yo, check my knee out so I can play." So right. I didn't play the last three games of the season. So I missed like my senior night, which is okay, but um, it sucked. But I really wanted to be out there and play with. So one of my best friends, we both went to LaSalle, and that was like mm-hmm. the last time we were on the court together. And I was like, it's like a picture of us <laughs> crying, hugging each other because <laughs> it was so sad. Because that was like. We came in there together and we mm-hmm. left out there together. So but I wish I could replay, maybe redo that season over. We had so much potential. It was just, it wasn't, we didn't all click at the same time, which happens. Mm-hmm. We're all a very, um, it was like one, two, three, four, I think five transfers in total, including me and my friend. So like, it's a, a whole lot of things you had to learn about each other in a short period mm-hmm. of time. But if we had more time together, I think it would have been a really good season. Well, now you're here. Um, but before we get into what you're doing now, I just want to know, as a player, how important is it to have a coach stand by you 100% from you being a starter, from a bench player, or just being suited up? It's very, it's very important. I think a lot of kids lose the love of the game when they're um, with a coach who doesn't value them, who doesn't see that they don't see their full potential because we don't see our potential at all until like someone tells us like, mm-hmm. I see you doing this. I can see you going this far. And like a parent's, like I said before, a parent's work can go a long way. But when it's someone from the outside is looking in and they telling you this and that and the third and like it helps out. And I know that um, one coach that sticks to my mind a lot is my uh, first high school coach. And I mean, I was off the bench. I didn't start because we had like really good talent on my at my school. But he, so I was on JV first, and he was like, mm-hmm. um, "We're gonna put you on JV, but you're gonna make it to varsity. Don't worry, like all that stuff." And I was like, "All right, cool. Like JV is JV. Like you got to start somewhere." Right. So I was on JV and on varsity, and then he was also um, the director of the AAU team, um, Connecticut Spirit, and so he said do you want to travel with us like the U16 to Atlanta and I was like yeah I'll go to Atlanta I was only I think 15 at the time playing with um girl no not 15 I wasn't 15 I think I was yeah maybe 14 15 playing with girls who were almost like 16 17 18 years old playing against probably top D1's prospects Mm -hmm. and like this um, Atlanta, 
Yeah. Or just in Atlanta? Oh, in the country. Oh, in the country. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, a uh, Atlanta, uh, Atlanta AAU tournament, and then he was like, and I was just getting, I was getting bucket buckets, but I was like helping out, contributing like four or six points a game, but like it was still like a a good thing because he was like, he's he sees what I'm doing, and he's mm-hmm. like, you're gonna keep going far as long as you perfect your craft and all that stuff, and I've been doing that. And my even my mom says that I should have done that earlier, um, because I probably would have maybe gone D one, but I wasn't looking to go D one. It wasn't my thing. I kind of want to stay. I want kind of stay like D three. Nah, it's not. It's like D um D one is cool. Like I mean, it has its perks, but it's like at the same time, I wanted to enjoy my college experience and play ball too. But that yeah, like Like, I I didn't really, I really want to ride the bench. But if I had to, I had to. Right. Um, but going back to the coach, yeah, uh, having a coach that believes in you is like very important. Even my um, college coach, my sophomore year, uh, she was new, trying to implement her her new system to everybody, and she finally put me in a position that I am comfortable in, which is a small forward. Mm-hmm. My freshman year, I played the power forward, which I was like, that's fine. Like if I, that's what I have to do to help our team out, then I'll do that, and I, I'll like. Unfortunate, uh, not unfortunately. Uh, luckily, I was a starter as a freshman, so that's even more pressure on you. Um, but then she moved me to a three, and I was like, I felt like the game got more easier for me, cause like, I'm, I'm only five seven. I'm not that tall, not that short. Like a get get them out of the height, and then girls who always guard me are either like five five, five four, because mm-hmm. they're like obviously like D three always have like shorter kids obviously. yeah they do mm-hmm. um so like I can easily post them up and then if they put like a, a big on me I can just go buy the big so like it just made it so much easier and the game was like flow flowed better for me when she did that and she was like and she brought me in she's like you're you're a great player like you just need to relax don't be forcing things like you have a nice shot you can attack the basket so getting that um feedback is very it's like it made it easier for me to play ball and I know mm-hmm. when other players get that feedback from their culture the coaches are like okay you see what I'm doing and you see that I'm getting better but you're telling me what else I can do to perfect my game so that shows me that you care and also shows me that um you want me to be better it doesn't have to be just because of basketball or any sport it can be just in life and like a coach is like oh like how's class is going today and you tell them oh it's good and they like, oh, that's okay. And that's it. That's like, all right, well, you really didn't care. You just asked them to ask. But if they like, they ask like, oh, how was class? I'm like, it was good. And like, oh, what you guys like doing class today? Like, what did you learn? Stuff like that. And like, they show that they care. Right. Or they ask, oh, how's your family doing? Because uh, everyone knew that my mom was my best friend. So they're mm-hmm. like, oh, how, they like, how's your mom doing? Even though I didn't live that far from her. It was like a state over. <laughs> but um and she's like how's your mom I'm, I'm like my mom's good you know stuff like that so I think coaches who who see the value in you who care about you is very important for a kid to like continue in the sport because like I said before if they don't have that and, if, and plus they don't get that at home either they're just gonna lose the love of the sport regardless mm-hmm. so I feel like coaches are another level of a I guess it's, it's true that they're another level of a parent of a guardian because in your you're in college by yourself 
I mean, you're responsible for yourself anyways, but like, and you have this other figure that you can go to get guidance from to talk to. And if they're like a standoff coach and what's the point of you coaching? Like you're here to impact these kids' lives. They're mm-hmm. coming to you for four years to learn how to become a, uh, to become an adult. So it's like, you have to be there. You have to have that compassion and that empathy and that sympathy for any anyone that's stepping onto your team. Well, I'm glad that you have the experience of having a good coach because I know some people that yeah. don't or you just see with schools, yes, they're a good coach, but they only care about their starters and the mm-hmm. little bench player at the end. Um, yeah. They don't really get any love. Um, as a player, you said you didn't want to go D1. You wanted to go D3. So what was your dreams? Did you want to be in the WNBA or did you just want to work in the sport of basketball? So being growing up, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in the WNBA. I'm going to be like um, Katie Smith. I'm going to be like Swim Ooh. Cash. Because uh, in Detroit, that's when they were hot. Like they had like Swim Cash, Katie Smith. Um, that's when the arena uh god i'm blanking so hard um i okay her nickname is tweety but i can't think of her, her first name her full name oh my god i'm blinking yeah, but like that's uh <laughs> that's when like detroit was like good before they got moved to uh, tulsa but and then just growing up i was like i mean i'm short uh ain't no d1 school looking at me uh so i'm just gonna keep playing ball and get recruited to whatever school. And then um, I had, a, I almost went D2, uh, but they went another route. They wanted a true point guard, which I was like, that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, you can come and be a walk-on. I was like, nah, it's all right. <laughs> I'll just go somewhere else. Um, But like I said, yeah, I wanted to enjoy the experience of going to college too. Cause like D1, D2, like is very like, your sport is your life. It's your lifeline you go to bed you breathe eat sleep that sport you don't really enjoy like the perks of like going to a college party because you go to college party you get caught you're on like espn news like you can't like mm-hmm. enjoy like just being a college kid kid yeah being a teenager being a 21 year old at college finally legal to drink like i mean you can still drink but you got to be responsible and you said to be responsible in like a D3 school, but it's not as like your business will be put out there for the whole world to see. And also like D3 schools sometimes have that, some of them have like their very small community. And that's mm-hmm. what I like. So I went to a small high school. My graduating class was like 31 kids. So it's like- too, girl. Yeah, it was like mad small. And like, mm-hmm. that's what I like because I'd rather be known by my name, not by a number. So you go to like a big D1 school, they the professor won't know your name, really. They'll know you by your, where you sit, like the seating arrangements are like, um, you sit in a seat like 10. Okay, so you're number 10. Like, that's your name. Like, your name is Ted. Not my actual government name. Oh, yeah, the student that walks in late all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you, yeah. So like at Mount Ida, we, well, it had like 72 acres of land. So like, it was a very small school. And I studied sports management. So we only had three professors in that whole program. And majority of the kids in our program were all student athletes. So we all knew each other. We all mm-hmm. went to each other's games to support each other. And the professor's like, oh, I caught the game last night. Good job. Like, so that's what I like. I like the family feel. 
and like everything's so close by like a five minute walk everywhere just lovely I ain't feel like taking a bus to go to this place and taking a bus to go to that place and go to like like UConn they have a bus system because it's so big mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I don't got time for all that I rather just wake up brush my teeth go to class like that's what I want to do I don't want to wake up a whole hour early wait for the shuttle to come yeah my college had yes. a shuttle but it wasn't that big and I wasn't waking yeah, up still no be late early. to class with the shuttle mm-hmm. so it's just like what's the point so when that's you were so with so when you decided that D1 wasn't for you nah, mm-hmm. and the WMEA wasn't going to um continuously be a dream yeah what did you decide to do or want to do so when I went, so I went to college my freshman year, I was studying um, American studies because so I'm really big into history. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch a lot of documentaries and stuff like that. But then I realized, like, what career can I pursue in that actually that will like still be fulfilling enough for me, not just to get a paycheck. So then I switched from American studies to sport management, and I thought I wanted to be a coach. And then I had an opportunity to like volunteer coach a few times for AAU. And I was like, mm, nah, this ain't for me. I feel like I'm too, I'm too aggressive when it comes to basketball or like I'm overly passionate that it comes off of being like rude. And I don't like to have people that think that's who I am, like a rude person. Cause I'm not rude. I, I know I can be overly aggressive or overly passionate, but I'm not rude. It just comes off rude. And I yeah. think. I was like, yeah, coach is not for me. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be athletic director. And then it came in with like, you got to budget this and budget that. I was like, oh, nah. <laughs> Yeah, you got to keep control that nah. money. See what yeah, program is getting this and what good. program is getting that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want me to finance your, your programs because that's going to work everything. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be so one-sided. Not even men's basketball, just women's basketball. I don't know. <laughs> And I was like, I, I can't budget because I suck with my own money. I'm going to be good with the school's money. It's like, nah, I can't do that. And I was like, well, I still want to be in sports. And I still want to be around, like, student athletes mm-hmm. and the whole environment. So I was like, maybe I could do something that's, like, low-key in uh, sports. doesn't get, a, like, that much recognition and stuff like that. So that's when I got to the position I'm in now is working at um, Babson College as their um, – basically their equipment manager, but the title they put was um, athletic equipment and facility coordinator. So I have a dual role there, um, but my main job is the equipment room. So I'm the person who like washes uniforms, washes their practice stuff, um, inventory, everything that was brought back after a season is over and stuff like that. So that's what I basically do every day. It's just in that equipment room, getting things ready for games, practices, um, delivering mail to the coaches when they order stuff and um, so I mean it's not um I don't want to be disrespectful to the job but it's not as fulfilling as I thought it would be I think it's just because it's such a slow season now because basketball is about to be done for winter break so I'm just like sitting not really doing anything so um, but I still enjoy it. It's like, it's hard to get your foot into the door in the sports industry because people like stay in that position for so long because it was hard for them to get it. So like, right. why would they leave? Exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's definitely hard. I deal with the struggle every single yeah. day, but we got to keep kicking. Mm-hmm. Your foot's and in the door like, though. Congratulations. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, like, you might, you uh, might, you some... might shoot a play. They may be like, ah, uh-uh, we need you over here. We need you real fast. <laughs> <laughs> and like Babson College is a, is a really good um, Division three school. Like this past, oh, well, not this past fall. Like this fall, um, three of our teams went to the NCAA tournament. Like field hockey, volleyball, and men's soccer. So like they're really good teams. And our men's team just played Harvard yesterday. They were up by nine at halftime. So I'm like. But I mean, unfortunately, they lost. But like, they're up by nine on Harvard at halftime. Right, that's that's good. A step in the right direction. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, it's I didn't even know how good these programs were um, until like I started working there. I'm like, these kids are nice. I'm like, damn, I should have came here. Like, <laughs> but that's but that school is just straight business school. They only do like finance or accounting or stuff like I'm like ah, I can't do that oh, yeah, no. nah. but like my long-term goal yeah oh my my real my real dream job now is to work with Don Staley any way I can <laughs> um, I can be like her personal shopper like her assistant I wash your shoes Miss Stanley yeah, <laughs> I, will, I will walk your dog every day like I just need to be around her like I did papers on her in college and stuff. I'm like, she really changed that program when she got there. And I'm like, yo, that's, and she's a black woman too. So it's like, that's even more crazy. And now she's the most paid African-American coach in basketball. So I'm like, she she was offered a job for what Portland Trailblazers, not offered a job, but just even thought of to even come in for an interview. Like what? That's what I'm saying. Like, she's just a walking icon right now. Like, she's doing so much for the game. And what I love about her is that I think this season, their motto is um, net worth. So it's basically telling coaches, like, know your worth. Because, like, Black coaches don't get paid as much as white coaches, obviously. And, like, double if you're a, a woman and you're Black, you're not getting as much as a Black male coach. So she's like, she, um, um, when they won in 2017, obviously that she got the net. She started cutting pieces of the net and giving it to other black coaches mm-hmm. in all divisions. All and divisions. Now, she, now she's going to JUCO schools too. So I'm like, that's what we need. She is a representation of like black, what black girls should look up to become. Like you can always become that great basketball player, but what you even with after- all the doors you have to break down. Yeah. She had to break down a lot. A lot of doors. Starting at Temple, getting mm-hmm. Temple to where they are now. Now she is at South Carolina and made a multi signed a multi deal, I think like twenty million. And I'm like, and her assistant coaches are dope too. It is like mm-hmm. has a squad. Coach the, the way USA. she pairs herself. It's the way she carries herself and presents herself and makes people want to be around her. And I'm like, yo, I want to be around you. Like, So any job for Dawn is for you. Any any job. I, I was really debating to email her. I'm like, yo, please yeah. don't be creeped out. But like, is there any position around the women's basketball program that you need filled? Like, I just need. I ain't maybe you should like send that, her. Though. Maybe you should send her one of your papers you did in high school. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be the the start, the opening the door. You know, maybe. My thing is like, was she actually read it though? But like, you she never done, know. Listen, She's I told you woman. some great news earlier. Anything yeah. is possible. 
That's Anything true. is possible. So uh, you, okay. if you want to work with Dawn, you're going to work with Dawn. We're going to work this in like you work that ACL. Yeah, bring it. Um, what's that? What's that word? You got to manifest it. You have to manifest mm-hmm. that. Speak it into existence like you did yeah. with that ACL injury. And I, yeah, <laughs> that was the worst um, bring it to existence ever in my life. But it's fine. Uh, I also thought like maybe going there for a grad assistantship, get another degree in like recreation or something and see if they have any, like anything opening on their program, like a grad assistant for women's basketball or something. Like my, my ultimate goal is to move to South Carolina. And if I don't have to work for Don Staley, I mean, if that chance happens, she's not there anymore. I mean, that's fine. But I'm like, South Carolina, I always thought about UConn. I was like, I'm gonna go to UConn. I'm gonna work for UConn. I'm like, mm. No offense to UConn, but like South Carolina's where it's at right now. And I'd rather be, no offense to Gino, but I'd rather be working with a strong, independent Black woman where I can learn things from more than I would learn from a white male. Like, it's just like. So, have you looked if they have any job openings? I did today and I ain't seen Good job. That's what I was like. What the hell? we'll we'll make one like hey here's my resume to whom it may concern (laughs) well I'm trying to say this job for another like two to three years I want to I don't want to like because I like the I like the job I don't want to like up and leave them of course not get your experience in yeah still get still learn a lot of things and my boss at this job is very um um what's that word supportive he was like, if there's another job that you see that you want to pursue, like, let me know because I will help you out in that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's nice because, like, some people you, like, want to hire that you're applying for another job and, like, mm-hmm. you don't want to tell your boss until, like, you're, by the time, like, oh, this is my two weeks and I'm out. Um, and then he's, he was like, is there anything you want to do here? And I was like, I, st- I like recreation. And he was like, so do you want to work with our director of recreation, like help our stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. Like anything I could do to like get as much experience as I can before I actually like am willing to leave this job I want. Because mm-hmm. all the experience you can get is going to help out in the long run. So maybe this recreation job, like, oh, I can apply somewhere in South Carolina. I'm like, yeah, you need someone for intramurals. Like I can run intramurals for you. I have experience in that. Like something, I'm here. I'm your girl. <laughs> yeah. Just let Don know that I'm here. Right. So with women's basketball growing, the young woman that we see today, Baldwin, how important is um, basketball and just the life of little kids, of girls growing up? What type of impact does basketball give these young ladies? I feel like basketball gives us or will give them like a purpose. And what I mean by that is like, I have I have this gift, like playing basketball and like be able to have that craft and like perfecting that craft and like the gift that I mean not, not everyone's religious, but like a gift that God has given you mm-hmm. and giving a purpose to like I'm saying like Paige Becker is like a really like a good prime example of this because mm-hmm. she's very she's highly um religious, so she's always saying that this was a gift that God gave her and this is her purpose on earth is to like um be a role model for these young girls coming up and stuff like that and I think and also basketball just shows you that you can give you good characteristics like determination hard working passionate 
um, a leader, like they basketball like helps you with those teamwork, like, and it doesn't just have to be for basketball. It can be in everyday life. Cause like once the ball is over, like, what are you going to do? You're going to go, mm-hmm. well, not everybody, but some people will go in the corporate world and working with people. And like, then you could, you have those skills that you learn from playing basketball, like, um, determination, I'm, I'm hardworking. I'm a team, um, I'm a team uh, player. I'm a leader. I can also like, I can hear people's opinions. Like I don't, I'm not one-sided person. I can adapt because, and I can fight through adversity. Like you learn all those things from playing just one sport or how many sports you want to play. And it's crazy how it just ties in together. Mm -hmm. Because growing up as a kid, you don't realize all these things you're going to learn by playing basketball. You're just playing basketball because you want to play. But once you get older, you start to realize like, wow, like this coach taught me this or that coach taught me that basketball showed me that if I put my mind to it I can get things done mm-hmm. and like things like that and another thing like what tied in for me my mom was so big on education so if I didn't do well in school I wasn't able to play basketball so that taught me that I have to get my ish done or I can't pay this for that I love I really wish that was so big. Like it's big, yeah. but it's really not that big. You know what I'm saying? It's like I feel like some parents they see their child's gift and they don't want to um take that that gift away from them. But like your kid happen. That's what I'm saying. Your kid needs that education regardless. Like, okay, he can go to a D1 school, but if your kid can't read basic stuff, like what is yeah, but it also comes from the school level too because yeah. yes you know what i'm saying because i know sometimes that they just move you on up move you on up so that's when i mean mm-hmm. that part of being a kid when you have talent is it's big but not really that big and not really, yeah especially when you got skills like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like, do you really think that if a page came to a certain school in a certain area and she was of a different color and had skills like that that they would really, really, truly care. Not, they would care, but only to a certain extent when it came to her her level of reading, academics, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's where I say, like, that's what I mean when I wish the school, as- like the student athlete was really a student yeah. first and then you're an athlete. Yeah. Like, Not in just in some school, situation. When I was in high school, my coach she coached that well she played d1 and then she coached at d2 and then she came to our school and like she was big on education too and so like i had her in my ear i had my mom in my ear talking about education so i'm like well it's clicking like i gotta do my classwork to play ball like i actually sat out i think twice my senior year because like i wasn't doing my work and like as a senior, you should be doing your work, but like you know, you get that senior itis. Like see, I ain't right. got anything. Listen, I got one class left. Yeah, and I just like I got to do it to play. So like it's what I did. And like going to college and have that like that minor setback with the injury and the not going to class too. And it's like it, it all ties in. Like you have to do your work to play the sport that you love, regardless of any sport. Just have to be basketball, like any sport. If you're like big into cheerleading, you have to do your work. So you can go do cheerleading like you like you have to. It's I'm just very like, big on the student first. 
very yeah. big. Because we're student athletes first. We're not athlete mm-hmm. student. And that's what I also think is good with D3 schools because they actually follow that uh, philosophy. Like you're here for your education. Their sport is just is just a side product. Like you're here to get this degree. You're here to graduate in four years. It's just a plus that you're able to still play the sport that you love. So if you're not focusing on your education, you're not going to be playing the sport that you love. So like it just goes hand in hand. Ah, oh, God, I sound like my mom. It's crazy. Oh, <laughs> so, so tell me. Who you enjoy watching in today's game? Ooh. Well, Paige Beckers. It's unfortunate she got hurt. I know. Speedy recovery, Paige. Yeah, for real. Prayers up. When was you supposed supposed to to see them? Um, December 19th. Are you going to go? It's like the the Hall of Fame classic at Mohegan. Yeah. Oh, dope. Okay. I'm going to be there with my friend. You know what I'm saying? We going to be the episode. Speedy (laughs) girl. Mm. Are you going? Are you going to both games or just the UConn game? Oh, you know me. I love basketball, so I'll probably yeah. be doing the both games anyway. So why not? Um, well, Paige Becker is one. Um, I enjoy watching uh, Haley Van Lift, um, Caitlin Clark. He went on. Um, went on. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched. I haven't seen any Iowa games yet, though. But like, I went off last year. I. Well, oh, she's right back when she left off. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's crazy. Like how? Right. Like it's so crazy. That's how I feel when I watch Zaya. When I watch Haley Jones. Or whenever mm-hmm. I watch college basketball, period. It's like how? Yeah. Are you, like what? Like no, like the whole South Carolina team. I will watch. Like I swear they got like Aaliyah, Aaliyah Henderson. Boston, everybody Zaya, just uh, like rebuild like, schools. Like Henderson, I was, like. I just watched that Duke game because um, I'm really Carol Lawson over there is just a great fit oh, for Duke. Mm-hmm. But the freshman Cheyenne Day Wilson, oh, killing it, man! Oh, I really, really, really like watching. It's her crazy because like these freshmen are like taking over, like because they they perfect their craft at such a young age. So so when they come into college, they are ready. Cause like when I came into college, I mean, like I wasn't like ready how they are ready. I'm like, like doing all these fancy moves. Like I ain't start doing all those fancy moves till like my junior year. I'm like, how the hell can you do that right now <laughs> as a freshman? Like I'm so confused. But at the same time, like that's dope. Like, like, my that's cousin be like passing her packet, passing behind the back and looking the other way. I'm like, how? I can't like, even play cool. a video game and watch my hand at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> No, nope, this is like this is my this is this is my world right here. This yeah. is my world. Automatic, honestly, in but gonna shoot. I can shoot, but I don't like contact sports. That ain't for me. We'll just leave that there. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. But Imani, I do definitely thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. Yeah. I hope that you definitely find that job with um, Dawn. I will keep an eye out. I got you. Thank you. Thank you. I will send it through. <laughs> yes. Do this right away. This is for Dawn. I'm like, this is for Dawn. I, that's the only caption I'm going to use. And I really do wish all your dreams come true. And I really do appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Yes, girl.